Welcome to the Co-Management Blast-Off Series. Today, I'm joined by Rob York, and we're going to look into getting to a co-managed state through upgrading to Windows 10. Hi, Lockie. Welcome, Rob. Uh, so we know one of the more significant challenges we have uh, in getting to a co-managed state for Windows devices is actually upgrading to Windows 10. Correct. When you look at the requirements for co-management, on paper, they're fairly simple. First one is to be at SCCM 1710 or greater, and the other one is to be at Windows 10 1709 or greater. For most customers, the SCCM cadence was not a problem. Most customers are in a good position where they're upgrading twice, maybe even three times a year every time we ship an upgrade. For Windows 10, however, that's often a, a longer project and it's not something that customers could accelerate just because they wanted to start rolling out co-management. So we saw a natural latency within customers and our early adopters as they, as they onboarded for co-management, they were waiting for their Win 10 rollout projects to really get some critical mass before they were able to start enrolling the devices into co-management. So today, I'm going to show you a couple of um, tools and features that we have within SCCM that allow customers to really take control of their upgrades and some of the features that we've added in the past five or six releases maybe that you can use to hopefully accelerate your Windows 10 upgrade. And you've got some demos for us. We're going to be really hands-on in this session, right? Definitely. It's going to be Excellent. mostly demo. So the first demo that I'm going to show is our in-place upgrade task sequence. We used customer feedback from customers that are already deploying Windows 10 upgrades at scale, but also our MVP community who provided their task sequences and their best practice that they share with their customers. And we've tried to incorporate that not only into the product, so we have placeholders in the default in-place upgrade task sequence, but we've also backed that up with documentation so that customers can go and read up on the recommendations that we're making in the task sequence in order to add the environment-specific context that works for their estate. So I'll start by showing you how the default in-place upgrade task sequence looks when, when you first create it. And you can see that it's essentially just a series of placeholders. These placeholders aren't actually doing anything because every customer is going to have slightly different tasks that they might want to carry out in their environment but we call out these placeholders. A good example here is we hear that third-party antivirus or encryption tools often cause issues for the in-place upgrade. So we have a step here, that a placeholder, that a customer can add the step to take the pre-upgrade the pre remediation so that they don't have those third-party tools trying to block the upgrade in some way. And if I go into a test sequence I've already started, you can see that that same structure that I showed in the previous task sequence, I've already started to fill that out with some of the steps that are specific to my environment. So we can do things like readiness for the readiness assessment of the device. We can check that it meets the minimum memory requirements and even do small sanity checks like the device is a client and we've not accidentally pushed the upgrade to a server. We can also run the upgrade in a compatibility scan so that we can do some pre-checks to make sure that the device isn't going to fail for some reason. That means that we're not disrupting the user any more than we need to if there is a known issue about the device. Maybe we want to remove some application that we want to upgrade as part of the, the Win 10 upgrade. So I'm going to remove my Contoso line of business app 1.0. And you can see further down here in the test sequence, once the upgrade is successful, I install the new version, in this case, line of business app 2.0, so that the user gets that app upgraded as part of the flow. And if we go back some steps, you can see the actual upgrade taking place. And then we can go through and do any of the other post-processing once the upgrade is successful. 
On the other side of the coin, let's say that the upgrade maybe wasn't successful, we can add some rollback or post-processing steps. So obviously rollback is quite important. We want to make sure that the user's in a working state. So in this case, in, the, in a rollback, I'm going to go and install my line of business app 2.0. And then if there has been a failure, we can collect some logs. And we're working with the Windows, the Windows setup team. There's a new tool called Setup Diag, which allows an administrator to pass through the logs in the event of a failure and present back some more meaningful information and try and highlight the exact issue that caused that, that error. And we've worked very closely with the Setup Diag team to make sure that that can be integrated into the task sequence natively. And that's what's happening here in the last step of my task sequence so that we can, again, capture some more information for diagnostics and troubleshooting. Fantastic, and I, I think one of the big important points there was that this is um, being built by sourcing and leaning on experience of our customers and gaining their feedback as well as our MVP community. So it's it's really robust and tested. Yes, it's it's purely based on customer and real world feedback from our customers and our MVPs. Without that real world experience, we couldn't create this in a way that's meaningful for customers. So the next demo I'm going to show you is phase deployments. We're going to take the existing in-place upgrade task sequence that I just stepped through, and we're going to create a phase deployment to deploy that out to our estate. A phase deployment allows an admin to create the parameters of a deployment, include the phases that they want to use for the rollout, so maybe a, a pilot group, and then phase one, and phase two. They can create the parameters, and SCCM will automatically monitor the deployment, and it will move through the phases automatically and then if there's any signal that we see that suggests that we should stop the rollout we'll stop the rollout based on those parameters so in the console i just right click and specify create phase deployment and i give the phase deployment a name so we're going to call it 1809 rollout and then i have two choices i can either do a default rollout that has two phases, or I can manually configure all my phases. Now I want to create one with three phases, so I'm just going to go through and create it manually. So the first phase, I'm going to imaginatively call phase one pilot, and then I select my collection. And here is where I specify my criteria for that pilot. And because it's my pilot, I'm going to be fairly aggressive with my scheduling. I'm going to give the user only two days for the, um, for the rollout to take place, but I'm going to specify that that installation takes place immediately. And what this, what this means is that SCCM will automatically distribute the rollout over the devices in that collection over the number of days that I've just specified there. So over the course of two days, my devices will start to, my pilot devices will start to get that deployment. Click Next, and then we get some controls that any admin is going to be used to for seeing in the SCCM console. So things like the user experience, we want to display it in the software center. I'm going to click Next. How do we want the content to be accessed? I'm going to leave that as default as well. And then I'm going to finish that particular phase. So then when I click Close, it takes me back to that first wizard, and I'm able to now specify my phase two. So phase two is my opt-in users. So this is, in my organization, we've created um, the equivalent of the Windows Insider program, but internal to my organization. 
pretty much every organization is going to have a group of users that are willing to opt in and become early adopters within the organization. And we've seen other customers run this to great effect in their, in their environment. The great thing about these kind of early adopter programs, they tend to grow as more and more users find out about them, more and more users want to opt in, and you, you see them grow kind of organically as people go, oh, you've got something new. I want to be part of that. And it's a great way of not only getting initial deployment numbers, but also getting feedback from real-world users who have real applications and real-world scenarios that, they, that you need to test within your organization. So it's another great tool that you can have in your, in your toolbox to allow you to accelerate and maintain deployments, not just for Windows 10, but for anything you do within SECM. So I'm going to create my phase two, which is my early adopters. And again, I need to specify a collection. And here I need to now specify my settings. So I'm going to use slightly different settings for my, that I use for my pilot group. So again, I'm going to leave it as a 95% deployment success. And if deployment success falls below that in any given phase, we won't move on to the next phase until, until success has hit the necessary amount. I'm going to specify a deferral. So once my pilot phase is complete, we can specify the number of days that Config Manager waits before creating the next set of deployments. So I'm going to specify a two-day deferral phase so that as my pilot's rolled out, it gives us 48 hours to ensure that there's no issues in that pilot phase. And then also I can specify how long I want my early adopter phase to last. So I'm going to specify 21 days. And I'm also, I'm not going to force an as soon as possible deployment on the users. I'm actually going to give them a seven day um, deferral period once they receive that advertisement. So all of these different periods add up together. So once the pilot phase is complete, we'll wait two days before we start rolling out the insiders phase. And then once that two days is up, there's a 21 day phase where the users in that group will start seeing the availability of the Win 10 upgrade. Once that 21 days is up, there's then another seven days because that's the potential maximum for you know, the last users that receive the advertisement. So we actually end up with a 28-day phase before all of those users will have received that and upgraded to the, to the 1809. I'm going to quickly skip through the next, next phases because we saw those on the previous phase. And then finally, I'm just going to create my production phase. So this is once we've done the pilot and we've done all the testing and we've validated with our early adopters. I can now create my phase three, which is my production. Specify my collection. And maybe I'll set a five-day deferral time after my insiders. Or maybe I'm really sure and I'm setting it to zero. I'm going to set this to 90 days. So because it's my production and it's a much lar larger collection, I want to phase that over a greater period of time. And again, I'm going to leave it as a seven-day deferral. Or maybe if you want in production, I might set that slightly higher. It could go for 14 days. Quickly just finish that wizard. And if I want, I could add more. I can use the, um, the wizard to change the priority if I wanted, if I realized I'd created production before um, the early adopters, I can use the move up and move down icons, but I'm pretty happy with that as it is. So I'll click next. And now that's set, I don't need to go back in and create new deployments. I don't need to have 15 different collections for my production to phase it over 
various different days. SCCM is going to handle all of the, the deployment automatically and SCCM is going to monitor for any of the stop signals that we might need to have based on the 95% the success rate that we specified. So Rob, it's really about accelerating that migration process, moving from a stop-start motion to something based on the parameters you've em entered. Yes, the analogy that we see is similar to the big red button that you have on the wall of a workshop or a factory production line where you press the button and things stop if you see a signal that suggests that you need to stop. That's really what the phase deployments is, is analogous to. There are some other things that customers can do to also accelerate their wind 10 deployments and we talk about them in more detail in the blog post. For instance, one of the big trends that we've started seeing more and more is customers trying to manage devices outside of the corporate network when they're on the internet. And the Windows 10 upgrades are no different to that. So we have support for things like in-place upgrade over the cloud management gateway. And we've also added controls so that customers can improve the efficiency of the in-place upgrade if the device can't see a management point, for example. For more details, the customers should check out the, the blog posts on aka.ms slash co-management. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for your time today, Rob. And for everyone else out there, be sure to check out the other videos in the Blastoff series uh, online.